Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hi! Doing fine. Um, Just living my life. Uh, <laughs> nothing to report here, that's for sure. Just an average Monday, you know. Yeah, we got... Th- I got the case of the Mondays today. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we record on Mondays because it's something to look forward to on Mondays. But because of that, sometimes our residual Mondayness rubs off on yeah. the rest of the day. I also think it's one of those things where it's like when you're trudging through a Monday, you're kind yeah. of like, okay, are we there yet? Like, I'd like to record because like we have so much fun. So it's kind of like, yeah. I want to just be like, skip the work day. Let's get to recording. I know. I definitely wanted to skip today. It was just like everything was a little irritating. I can't really get into it because obviously I'm, a, I'm an FBI agent. And if I tell you <laughs> then I'm going to have to kill you. So I can't get into exactly what was annoying me, but yeah. it was annoying. Yeah. No, I've been there. Everybody, occasionally people just decide to be annoying and that's when you do to voicemail, to voicemail when people call you like, no, I think I mean, like, can you do that? Because people just call me again. That's um, what happens when you have a. Uh, uh, when you work for the FBI. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm not as important as you, so I can do that. And like, I don't always do it, but there are days where it's like close enough to closing time. And I'm just like, I cannot today. No, thank you. Yeah. No, they like find me. They like. Oh, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know. Um. <laughs> so are you 90s night- nightcapping? I am. So we don't have like much around. I feel like I need to hit up some kind of store to like diversify a bit because what I honestly want to do most weeks is like just shove some kind of liquor into seltzer. But like I don't have anything that's like like uh, plain. I don't have like a plain vodka or something Uh that like goes well in a seltzer. So this week I have we had leftover Sprite from like Will's bachelor get together thing in a can not a bottle yes oh my gosh okay. that would not be good yeah yeah no, we, it's right in a can and then um i have bacardi rum in it oh hey so, it's not bad will like told me about it and i was like i don't know about that that sounds kind of strange but it does taste okay so it's okay yeah it's all right uh, yeah what are you uh, drinking uh h2o baby mm. Good old classic H2O. Yeah, we got nothing here. There's like nothing. There's like a bottle of unopened champs, which Mm. um, I'm not going to open just me uh, today. (laughs) And uh, besides that, there's nothing. Like I did not make it to a liquor store. I did not make it to my beloved TJ's this week. So Mm -hmm. we're just sticking with Poland Spring Water. There you go. Pull and spring, my, not a sponsor, but we'd like them to be. I would love that. Um, my favorite water, we only – I talk about this all the time. We buy pull and spring, but it's we, not going to get me an ad or, or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I enjoy a pull and spring water as well, but I know. I feel like now with, like, the, the COVID cases on the rise again, it's almost like I need to get to a liquor store to stock up before we have to go into – Bunker Town, USA again. Yeah, that depresses me. Um, I I don't want to think about that, but you know, it's 
It is what it is. Wear a mask, social distance. Yes. I mean, to be to be fair, like without all of that going on, we probably may not have done this. So like if there's any positive to be had from it all, we have this. And hopefully we have some listeners who are enjoying this podcast and enjoying rewatching Boy Meets World with us. Yeah. Um so. Yeah. So before we get into this week's episode, there is one little piece of feedback uh that has slipped through the cracks. Um, and that is from our buddy Matt Stewart. And Yay. this is in response to um a you know, a couple of our episodes. Uh I guess it was episode 10, maybe, where we had discussed the dinosaur shirt mm. and we had the Christmas, wasn't the Christmas episode? Uh, the dinosaur shirt. Yes. We had discussed uh, bada bing, bada boom. Our <laughs> uh, our favorite um, hitman elf. elf. Yeah. So Matt writes, um, I am. Oh, because we called Matt Stewart, or I called him a respectable human being, um, <laughs> and he said. I am a respectable human being uh, with no dinosaur shirts, past or present. So I was right about that. He owns none. Mm. However, I am now a proud owner of a dinosaur <laughs> shirt. Uh, so our continuation of trolling each other with gifts that we never wanted nor asked for uh, has <laughs> continued. And as an engagement gift, Jessica had set... Um, me a dinosaur shirt that is um as close as i think we can get to the one that was pictured in Corey's uh Corey's look that episode uh it is watercolor it is uh gray it is orange it's uh you know a perfect shirt that i will be wearing to bed and nowhere else <laughs> Listen, the funny thing is, is there was one, which I did send you, that was, yeah. like, way uglier. That yeah. I, like, I had, it was basically, like, the entire shirt, imagine, like, galaxy, and, like, yeah. purple-pink galaxy, and then a ginormous, I think it was a T-Rex on it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't do that, because that one's just too hideous, and the one I did send you was, like, closer yeah, to no, the, it was the cute. one it was, on the I, it was cute. Uh, I don't know if it was respectable, but it's cute. <laughs> um and he added me (laughs) like you know you know he you know like how people are like oh at me don't yeah oh yeah yeah he he added me he said sarah ferguson didn't get oh because the episode that will was on we did our canadian accent yes we are accent specialists here so uh matt wrote uh, Sarah Ferguson didn't get an accent compliment last week because I guess I was waiting for the flawless New York accent. Uh, and he, <laughs> he said, very downstate of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which downstate. Is, uh, not a thing. Definitely. And- and then he admits to us that he's extremely Canadian, mm, which I okay. didn't know. I did not know that either. I That's very know. fun fact. That's good to know. So he can be a judge, like if we ever have to do Canadian accents in the future, if we need a Canadian consultant, you know. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. So thank you, Matt. Um, I love when you reach out to us and and you tell me that my accents <laughs> are flawless. 
uh, and you compliment me in particular. So thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, that you don't at Jessica ever. I mean, to be fair, he, he did, did say at- downstate. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. He d- yeah, he added you too. <laughs> Not going to lie. So, so yeah, so this week we are doing season one, episode 12, which is called Once in Love with Amy, which like also does not have puns unless I'm stupid and didn't realize. Uh, No, but uh, this is Once in Love and Amy is the title of one of the standards or one of the more popular songs sung by Ray Bulger, who is the... um, the scarecrow from the wizard of oz it's a, oh so he wrote this song once in love with amy and frank sinatra popularized it uh and sang it as well so it's a reference not a pun oh interesting i did not know that okay so maybe we have added uh references to our title uh repertoire yeah maybe they just ran out of puns like halfway through <laughs> season one and they're just like let's do something else now let's change it up yeah we'll change it up we'll do we'll do references instead so it was i suppose relevant i guess yeah uh air date january 7th 1994 we're now in 1994 no longer Ooh. 1993 look at that we're moving along chugging right along through those chugging, 90s chugging right along <laughs> Yeah. Um. So we start this episode. Eric, of course, is like, uh, he's always having girl troubles. He's always like talking to some girl on the phone. This time it's Kristen. Who the hell's Kristen? We'll never know. I'm sure we'll never meet her. We'll never meet her. We'll never hear of her again. Uh, she he did not call her back, and she's mad about that, which sounds very fifteen. Mm-hmm. And she hangs up on him, um, which sounds very 15. So Kristen seems a little bit immature. So bye, Kristen. Yep. I mean, so is Eric, to be fair. They're both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're both immature. But like, Kristen, where is your Japanese lantern? Nowhere to be seen. So yeah, exactly. We still like Linda. Linda's still the best, obviously. Won't ever forget. No. Uh, <laughs> so Eric <laughs> talks about how girls want commitment and Guys want girls, which mm. is pretty true. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there are people like your husband that commits quickly. And then there's people say. like my fiance who is the opposite of committing quickly. So <laughs> we have opposite spectrums here. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. But at that age, I probably would say that women tend to mature quicker. Yeah. Generally, generally yeah. speaking. But Corey doesn't see a problem in commitment, which is very on brand for him, Mr. Mm-hmm. I married my childhood sweetheart. <laughs> so uh, so that uh, that is canon. Yeah. And um, this is when Alan walks in with a rose that was hanging over onto their side of the fence um, that he picked for Amy, which is so sweet, like first very thing in the sweet. morning. Very sweet. But now I just see like posters of Alan like – wanted posters like <laughs> plastered all over Feeney's fence yeah. and like house so he you I I I think that Alan is in deep shit yeah now. you know what okay we all okay nowadays right Feeney would be that neighbor who has not just like the ring doorbell like security <laughs> camera thing yeah. but he has like the security lights with like cameras like on Ooh, every corner of his house uh-huh. right yeah mm-hmm. like that's who he is I guarantee yes. yeah yeah he and then he watches back but especially mm-hmm. watches Corey back 
Yeah. Because. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, Amy is in a tizzy. She's trying to get out the door. She has a big closing. She has to, like, sign Corey's permission slip. She has cinnamon rolls in the oven. She's trying to get Morgan downstairs. She got to get out the door. Yeah, I found this interesting because you have like Corey who's eating what looks to be like a waffle. It looks like Eric is eating cereal. More like she keeps calling for Morgan for oatmeal. And yet, like, she also made these cinnamon rolls. I'm just like, geez, that's like a lot going on in the mornings. I don't know. Like, did you what kind of like breakfast eater were you when you were a kid? Uh, like no breakfast. <laughs> you skip breakfast? Probably. Uh, I, I probably, there's probably still, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, you don't remember? Rem- no, I don't remember. Oh, see, I'm like, I'm very much a creature of routine. I really thrive on routine. So I like to mm-hmm. eat the same things pretty often. Mm-hmm. And I remember every single morning I would eat a strawberry flavored Nutrigrain bar And like I used to always drink a very small glass of milk because I had like leg cramps. And for some reason, those that seemed to help. I know. So weird thing. I don't eat. I don't drink milk anymore. But I did when I was a kid. Why are you such a dweeb? I listen. Leg cramps are real and they hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I still get them sometimes. I think it's a potassium deficiency. Uh huh. Maybe too much uh, uh, sport. uh, Varsity uh, varsity basketball. Yeah, it was the var. It was me being the you know coach and whatever of the the (laughs) co captain of varsity basketball. Um, but yeah, so she has like a lot going on. And of course, like all Alan wants is to give her this rose that he picked for her and like give her like a hug, but she's like way too busy trying to get the kids ready for school and get out the door. Yeah. She's got she got to go. She has no time for affection. Yeah. Um, babysitter cancels. That sucks. Yeah, Judy Queen of Zits is what they call her. Ooh, sucks and- for her. She needs some uh proactive asap i know and then Corey says she has a runny nose too which like to me okay first of all like do they need a babysitter is eric not around like did he have a date canceled yeah well yes yeah Kristen. Mm. yeah he had the date with Kristen, so he wasn't around so yeah but i mean amy's like nice she doesn't want like she doesn't need eric to babysit every single time that's not very fair but Corey's coming into the age, like, I think, like, when you are at 12, it's, like, officially time that you don't need a babysitter anymore, and you can even, I think I started, like, junior babysitting at 12, so he could probably start watching Morgan. Um, Sean watches Morgan later on, so I think they're about to phase out in the babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, because at most, Judy's, like, a few years older than Corey. Like, yeah. if she's queen of zits, I'd imagine she's still a teenager. So. <laughs> yeah, she's probably 16 as well. Yeah. Um. So everybody's leaving. Everybody's out the door. They talk about Amy having to, like, have a bowling league that night. And Alan has some kind of, like, manager's meeting. Um, yeah. everybody's out the door. Morgan finally gets her ass downstairs and like her oatmeal is like a solid block, which I'm like, did yeah. people just leave Morgan home alone or is Alan yeah, still around? I was, I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. Um, I think, I think Alan's probably still around, but where does Morgan go during the day? If I Amy mean, is she not in school to do? How old I don't know. Been? How old is Morgan? I thought five? she was like five or six. Like I'd yeah. imagine she's in preschool or something. 
Mm, I don't see her in preschool. Never saw that before. No, no, no. Maybe Amy brings her with her when she works, although that doesn't seem like much fun. Morgan just shouts everything. <laughs> um, so we're at school and Feeney proposes some sort of uh, math problem, logic puzzle. Uh, let's break this down. Mm. Al washes the car in six minutes. Fred washes the car in eight minutes. How long will it take Fred and Al to wash the car together? This is like a bullshit question because it's a mathematician's question. You think it is, but turns out it's fucking not. Like, here's the thing. The whole thing is like, okay, does Fred, because Al takes, or Fred takes longer than Al, right? So like, Uh is Fred, does that mean Fred is going to distract Al? And so together they'll take like even longer? Or does it mean that Al will push Fred to clean quicker and they'll get it done quicker? Like it depends on the person. Uh, Absolutely. So that's honestly the point. It's, there's infinite answers. We don't know what what would be the scenario? But but it just pisses me off because it's like, this is math class. It's not the same as like, this train is traveling at 20 miles an hour going in this direction and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's different than that. But like, I feel like this, like, obviously we talked last episode about how I didn't, I thought that the the bigger picture and the moral of the story with the Pledge of Allegiance and all of that didn't really connect to the smaller story. And I still kind of feel that way with this episode as well. That like, Mm -hmm. I don't really get how Fred and Al washing cars and how it can be kind of a gray area. Yeah. Connects with Alan and Amy sneaking around going on secret dates. Okay. You have to admit it's like better than I pledge an allegiance to. It's better. Yes. Committing uh, or I pledge an allegiance to making a commitment to play baseball with my dad. It's like, better than that, yeah. but I still don't really see the through line, if I'm being yeah. honest. Well, I don't we'll, really see it. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk this out. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I'll, I'll give some slack. So Corey thinks he knows the answer. Halfway between six and eight is seven. Seems fine. Whatever. Minkus gets right in fucking Corey's face. It's so yeah. okay. He goes in between his Corey's desk and Topanga's desk mm-hmm. and gets right in his face. I would literally like scooch my desk forward and like punch him. But, um, <laughs> and like he's just like, I don't know. He's like, oh. Um, basically, his argument is that it doesn't matter. Um, no matter what, it's still going to take less time for them to yeah. do the job together, even if. Um, even if just Fred just washes the hubcap, it's still going to take less time. And his- Which I totally agree with. Like, I agree uh-huh. with that thought process because, like he's saying, even if Fred does a tiny, tiny amount of work, that's one less thing Alan ha- or Al has to do unless Al yeah. has to – unless Fred, like, sucks at cleaning the car and Al has <laughs> well, to, like, It sounds like he does. Redo. Yeah. 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 I think mathematically, from what I've researched, that is the correct assumption. And apparently there's a mathematician's formula. Um, but like, even if like we go down the path that this is the correct assumption, Minka mm-hmm. still does the math incorrectly because all the people on the internet say it's 3.5 minutes, not 4.5. So 
Sorry, Mangus, you still got it wrong. Um, Loser. Yeah, Mangus is rude about it as well. And then, of course, (laughs) Topanga summons the ancient Egyptian mathematicians and, like, makes these crazy noises. Like, we are now in, like, the thick of, like, Topanga being really weird. out there this man. one's like, weird like we're all really. for like okay Topanga if you don't want to like shave your armpits and if you don't want mm-hmm. to say the pledge and wear shoes and you want to wear sorry like we have been huge advocates of letting Topanga just be herself yeah this is a little questionable I did love though how like she she channels the spirits and she makes these weird noises and then Corey wants to see her work and she just makes the craziest like guttural noise. In it was face. it was horrible. It was horrible. I, it. I didn't like that at all. She's like, get the fuck away from my answer. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't look. Don't look. Um, but like Topanga somehow got the answer right. Um, yeah, and so- and Minkus is like has now lost his mind because he's never been told that he's incorrect in his life, right? Oh, like, yeah. He has a mental okay, breakdown. I, he goes to the yeah. nurse. Oh, yeah. Goes to the nurse. Um, does that remind you of your story? Honestly, I did think about it a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would not have had that reaction if I got, like, an answer wrong. Like, to here's the thing. It is embarrassing, though, because I can I can relate to, like, feeling very confident that you, like, know the answer to a question and then, like – if you get told you're wrong, like it's like a big ego check, right? Not so if that you're you've been told wrong that you, in your entire life constantly. <laughs> so. Maybe you needed to get like get, like taken down a peg. Yeah, I probably could have st- been stood. When to, I'm told to that I'm down. right, then that's like, oh, what? Excuse me? I'm like, no, you can't possibly. I can't possibly be right. Like, I'm just you so know, used to being right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm, you know, that you're, you're used to being wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, you suck. I suck. Not you, me. I suck. <laughs> um, so back at home, Corey and Sean are playing with Barbies. Shout out to Karen from Canada. When yeah, you big Barbie this, Yeah, when you listen to this episode in five months, uh, you'll finally you'll be happy <laughs> that <laughs> we Did you, finally they shouted like a- you out. They had like a pink Barbie car. Like, did you yeah. have like something like that growing mm. up? Were you into Barbies? I was into Barbies. I don't remember having a pink Barbie car, but I think my friend might have had. I had like tons of Barbies, but I don't remember having tons of Barbie. Like, I didn't have like the mansion with the elevator or mm-hmm. like the the bus. Like, I remember having like a surplus of dolls and less so of objects. Okay. I think I had, I didn't have this Barbie like convertible, but I had like, I don't know if it was like a Cadillac or what it was, but it was like a light blue and it had a trunk and it was like, it definitely was a open top though. I remember that. And I remember, I don't remember how I got this, but we had like, I don't know if this is even the right name for it, but like the Barbie dream boat. And like, it was huge. Like it was like, two three feet big and it would like yeah. you could put it i don't know if you're supposed to put it in the bath with you that doesn't seem to make any sense maybe the size of it. i'm sure the barbie lets you play however you want to play yeah and it had a pool like on the boat 
So oh, you would like fill it cool. with water. Yeah, that Ooh. was really, really cool. Shout out to anybody who had those. I'll have to look it up and see if I could find a photo of of what I'm talking about. But I was huge into Barbies and I thought it was funny that they're like trying to d- actually do this like experiment with Barbies and a car. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen these boys doing schoolwork outside of school. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they're usually playing sports. Yeah. Like where's the nearest ball? from that (laughs) ball budget um so yeah they're still they're like gossiping basically how like minkus got it wrong and topanga got it right and they're trying they love to like talk shit about how minkus like really like fucked it up and yeah um, you know basically um like i don't know they're trying to like figure out like what's the difference between minkus and topanga and obviously i got you know i got it that like topanga thinks outside the box but they they right. didn't get there yet but that's what that's what it is topanga thinks outside the box yeah she's uh creative and i would say that uh mm-hmm. minkus is definitely more rigid right like yep you'd imagine that topanga would be very good at like the arts and english and those yeah. like creative fields and minkus is probably better at like your maths and your sciences that are yeah but more i mean minkus gets straight a's of course he does. Of course. Yeah. Or else his parents will Mr. And, yeah, I was going to say Mr. And, Mr. And Mink- Mr. and Mrs. Minkus would not yeah. allow yeah. for anything less. Yes, of um, course. So Minkus comes in and he is like a mess, like <laughs> oh. hair all over the place. Like his clothes are ill-fitting. They're just kind of ruffled and just whatever, disheveled. And he's upset because he's like, how could that not be the answer? How could I mess this up? What's the answer? And Corey's like, I thought it was seven. <laughs> Yeah, so now he just is like um, a brainless, pathetic moron without a clue. And Sean yeah. says, "Hey, trust me, it's not that bad." Oh yeah, that was so funny. I loved, I loved like Sean and Corey being like so amused at like yeah uh, an upset Minkus because it's kind of like you know what this is what you fucking get for calling people a deadbeat Minkus. Oh yeah, yeah, this is totally payback for being a little shit, you little shit. This is his comeuppance. Come, ooh, comeuppance. Mm. Hey, hey, SAT so, word. There you go. There you um, go. <laughs> so, uh, let me think. So, this is the part, right, where Corey's like, where Amy is getting ready to go bowling, quote mm-hmm. unquote. So she's talking to Corey and um, Eric, like, they're going to leave the money for pizza. Um, and turns out, so she goes up to like, talk to Morgan, who's like always alone for some reason. Like she's always just up in her room by herself. (laughs) I think the TV and the Barbies are her babysitter and companions in this house. Yeah. I mean, Um, really, honestly, the nineties, that, that was your babysitter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's called like a latchkey kid. That's a latchkey kid. I feel like yeah. though we're a little bit too young to be latchkey kids. I think latchkey mm-hmm. kids were like like young, like born in the earlier 80s. I think. Oh, really? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like I played outside with like my neighborhood friend, but like we lived on the same street. So like we'd play in one of our two yards. And like when it was time for dinner, like one of our moms would shout outside, but we couldn't like go anywhere. Like we weren't allowed to leave our street. So I don't think that's a latchkey kid. I, I, uh, yeah, I guess. I thought that had to do with like after school care and your parents working like being on your own and after school 
I think so. But like I went to a babysitter's after school up until I think I was in like sixth grade. And then my brother was older, so I could go home like, with him. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know, listeners, if you know what exactly a latchkey kid is. <laughs> I mean, we could just look it up, but we're not going to. That's not fun. We got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Research? Nah, yeah, I don't not think for me. so. Yeah, we're too busy like researching the price of like leather basketballs to <laughs> the important things. The important things. So Eric is like, uh, not Eric. Sean is like, um, like, what do you mean? Like my? Oh no, he's like, you know what? Thank you for inviting me to dinner because if not, then I would have had to have like liver. Uh, 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 from the liver cookbook that my mom wants to make. And Corey's like, yeah, Corey's like, what do you mean? Like, doesn't your mom have the bowling league? And Mm -hmm. Sean's like, well, what do you mean? Like the bowling league ended six weeks ago. And then Corey is like, uh, no, that's where my mom's going. So Amy leaves the bowling, uh, the bowling ball bag on the counter and, the boys go take a look at the bowling bag and there is some saucy shit in there. Mm, some saucy red heels. Speaking of Barbie, those were some Barbie heels. <laughs> so we got some red stilettos. We got a sexy, slinky, uh, black, um, sparkly dress. Yeah. What is it called? Like your um, little black dress? Like oh, yeah. An a LBD. Black, yeah. An LBD with the slits. Yeah. Um, very saucy. And a matchbook for a restaurant called La Bougia. Is that what it's called? Why is it that, like, are matchbooks, I guess they still might be a thing in the 90s, but, like, what the fuck is she doing with a matchbook? Yeah, why like, did she take that? I think it's honestly a plot device, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I would take whatever. it to light candles. I would take a matchbook. Maybe, maybe. But it's just funny because, like, she leaves the evidence on the counter. Like, she blames Alan later, but mm-hmm. – or no, wait. Alan blames her, never mind, because she's the one who gets caught. It's all her fault, essentially. Yeah. She leaves the sloppy. evidence there to be found. Yes. Very sloppy. So they're all concerned because they think that she's cheating on their dad. And so Sean's like, well, has there been any, like, trouble in paradise lately? Like, what's the deal? And the, like, the boys are like, well – you know, dad seems so into it, but mom didn't even give him like the time of day. And I'm like, oh my God, she like didn't have time one morning. (laughs) One morning. Meanwhile, Corey just caught them on camera making out like what? Oh yeah. Episodes ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's trouble in paradise and they don't have private time, then that's on Corey. Exactly. It's Corey's fault. They're getting divorced. Good job, Corey. Oh no, we shouldn't say that. We shouldn't say that. (laughs) Uh, it's never the kid's fault when parents get divorced, Jessica. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but it is funny because it's like they get it's like gets escalated so oh, yeah. quickly. Oh yeah, no, they're like panicking and like they are like, you know, dad's always kissing and being romantic, and mom just gives him a pity kiss. Yeah. And she picked Wednesday nights, the one night that dad has a manager's meeting. And like Sean is just like instigating this like so much. Like he is. Yeah, he's really feeling the flames to this fire. Um, yeah, and he's like, you guys have to go, like, be detectives. Like, 
you know, how uh, they're like, oh, well, what are we going to do? Yeah, tail her. He's like, well, you know where she's going. Just go there. And it's like, all right, Yeah, Sean. take buses. And right? yeah, so, yeah, so now it's detective babysitters uh, on the case. <laughs> And oh my god, they literally are the detective babysitters. <laughs> they are. Uh we knew it the whole time. We we we're like we prophesized this. We did. Um so Sean now has to order pizza, watch the house, guard the sister. It's a lot of responsibility for an 11 year old. But it is, which I think this is funny because like it all started with they're supposed to have a babysitter who cancels. But then it's fine because Eric's around so he can watch. But then Eric leaves. So the only one in charge is like a 12-year-old who isn't even related to yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, so cut to a few hours later. Um, Sean has continued his poker school with Morgan. He's like teaching everybody on the block how to play poker. First with Feeney, now with I know. Morgan. I feel like he's like a gambling addict at this point. Like he's always <laughs> playing poker. Yeah, this time not for gum, but for stuffed animals. And um, Morgan is very happy because she has a full house and she loves the Olsen twins. And oh. she screams her line. So. Seriously, you can't yeah. unnotice it. Like, I love those Olsen twins. She's so cute, though. Like, calm down, Morgan. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, calm down. Um, Alan comes home and asks where Eric and Corey is. And we get, the, like, the same lie. Like, it's always the lie is always yes. that they're at the library. Yes, that's the funniest thing. I put that down too. Is like, why are they always talking about the fucking library? These people, like, and they all know, like, oh, on Mondays they open at eight and they close at five, and on Tuesdays, like, they all know the fucking library hours. Yeah, um, except Sean. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I honestly, at this point, if I were the parents, I would plaster the library hours like <laughs> on the front door so they can be like actually i just checked the library hours and it's actually at this time to this time it's like <laughs> nobody can use the excuse they're at the library ever again i know i know it's ridiculous so alan alan like is very suspicious of like what's going on and he's like all right well i'm gonna put morgan to bed and then we're gonna have a chat about this mm-hmm <laughs> so which very 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 like worry sean he's like pacing and he's like touching his hair mm -hmm. i think that like the amount that he touches his hair i'm sure his hair gets crazy really fast i agree like he must have to wash it all the time but like i think that's every like every day like me it's either like a nervous tick or it's like something that they saw him do once and they were like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Sean's going to do that all the time. Make sure you do that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's just I mean, it is Sean's thing. Like we can we always see Sean do that. So it had to have been like a writer strong thing. And mm -hmm. then it became a Sean thing. Yeah. But um, Corey and Eric get home and um, like, uh, what is it? Uh, Sean is like, oh, well, I told him you guys were at the library. And of course, Eric and Corey are like, it's closed. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Everybody <laughs> knows the fucking library. Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. The library. The library. Um, so they are upset because apparently they did not find anything good. They 
saw mom dancing with some guy in her sexy outfit, snuggling up to him in the dark booth. And they didn't (laughs) see who the guy was or what the guy looked like because, quote unquote, there were lace curtains and plastic drapes everywhere. What is this establishment? I don't know. I had the same thought. Like, where are they going? Like this bougie, the bougie place, which I really feel like only gets its name because it sounds like the word bougie. Oh, yeah. La bougia. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's It's actually they just go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> That's actually where she's going. Hey, honey, you want a two buck chuck? Great. We'll eat it. We'll drink them out of uh, brown paper bags outside. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Corey's nervous because he feels like he's gonna like tell the truth like he can't keep secrets at all so of course Alan comes downstairs and starts talking to Eric and Corey about where they were and like Corey is being ridiculous and spills the beans like immediately oh yeah like so dramatic covering his face like shaking his legs like a maniac um and they admit that they took in two and a half hours, they took four city buses to, you know, see that mom was dancing with another guy. Um, and Amy comes home. So it, the jig is up, Amy. Like, Hussy, what were you doing? Yeah, so Alan is like, I'm going to go have to talk with your mother. And it's like, he like tortures these poor kids until yeah. instead of just saying like, guys, that was me. You're being stupid. Like he goes, <laughs> he goes out and he sees Amy and immediately he's like, oh, the jig is up. Uh, and he, she's like, oh, they caught us. And he's like, well, they caught you. They yeah, didn't catch you, me. Yeah. You brazen hussy. Is that what they say? Yeah. Brazen hussy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Corey and Eric are like, watching for the room and they're confused why their dad is smiling yeah. and they're not yelling and they're worried that Alan's going to go psychopath and start stabbing Amy because he looks derangedly happy for the situation. Yeah. Um, and that's when Corey's like, we don't have a mother. Yeah. Right? It's like they, Amy walks in. Yeah. Cause they don't see Amy anymore. And they're like, uh, you know, Amy tells them the truth, and um, for a second that they were concerned that it it, it wasn't their father wasn't their father because they're just being dumb as fuck right yeah. now. Um, no logic in this household. No, none at all. So Amy comes clean and is like, "Listen, that was you know that was your father," and she like. She basically explains like the whole reason they did it was because it's like spices things up like it it gets a mystery and like mischief like she equates it to like Corey skipping school and how it's like a little bit like more fun because it's you know dangerous sneaky which I'm like whatever dude like who cares if you want to go on a date with your husband just like do it and get a babysitter I don't know this like seems like a little hot I don't know like if you're a parent and you don't get a second to yourself all of last week where all she wanted to do was go to the bank. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. This is as a product of what happened last yeah. week. Like, you know, because, like, if they're like, oh, we're just going to go dancing. And Morgan be like, I love to go dancing. <laughs> so it's like, um, and so this it's like, you know, this is fucking hot, Jessica. Yes, I'm but here's the, the thing. No, listen to me. Listen. <laughs> I'm setting the mood. Okay. You're married. 
for 20 years. Okay. You don't get a second to yourself. You you tell your husband, see you later. I'll like, I'll see you tonight. But lo and behold, like they didn't have text messages. There was no sexting back then. They're like, <laughs> they meet. You're, you get into your sexy dress that you change at the gas station. You wait for your this mysterious man. You turn, you look at the door. Your hot, zaddy husband is at the door, <laughs> also looking fine as heck. He grabs your hand. He brings you to the dance floor. And you have a saucy, sexy night together without kids. And you forget that you're 40-whatever with responsibilities and with bills. <laughs> At that moment, all you have is your sexy man on the dance floor. I like this. See, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I feel like there could even be an element of like pretending they don't know each other or pretending like this is a first date or something. Yeah. That makes sense. But like the thing that is like grosses me out is like if this is my mom saying this same story to me, I am Corey, who's like, oh, like, I don't want to hear about this. This is my parents. Well, he wants an explanation. Then if he doesn't. She goes on and on a bit much, though. I mean, she's like, I went out with this sexy stud muffin and we got to keep it hot and passionate. (laughs) And she thinks she uses the word electric. Oh, you know what? It's much. It's he, much. He, he wants to know where they went, then that's what he gets. You know, you get all the story. Eric doesn't seem to mind. He's like, yeah, that's cool, mom. Yeah, he like, approves. Corey's like a, Corey's being a loser. Like, you want to know where she went, then you get the full story. Yeah. That's what I Well, then to. this is where it ties into, like, the larger, quote unquote, like, moral of the story is she's like, not everything is black and white. Sometimes things are gray. And when you're an adult, like, you'll kind of see that because – he when um eric is like oh mom that's really cool i approve Corey's like i don't approve i don't get why you lied to us because you're whatever Corey. because you're a kid exactly because you're a kid and parents lie to their children all the time oh yeah but it's one of those things where like i mean we can get to the next scene where like um they're back at school again minkus is up at the chalkboard and a crazy person trying to figure out these formulas and Corey tells Mr. Feeney that he like, oh, I understand the answer to the question now. Like, there's no answer. Um, some things are like gray, not black and white, which like I don't necessarily I mean, it ties better it ties better back to the moral of the story than the last episode did. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's like a one-to-one match. Look, these people, these writers are not the writers of loss. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't have to or like Game of Thrones. They don't have like a a 10 season like systematic arc that they have to follow to get from point A to point B to point C. They're taking stickies off the wall. Like, you know, <laughs> I just think there were other I think the problem that I'm having is that we've seen them do it right. We've seen them do these like wonderful stories where they tie so well together and that when they kind of flub it a little bit it just kind of it's not as it's not as good of an ending when it's it it doesn't stick the landing for me they just okay i think they've done it better in the past and again this is not me like hating on this episode i thought this episode was cute i thought it was kind of fun i liked seeing like alan and amy like sneaking around that was fun um i just think like the moral of the story could have been a little bit better. 
Yeah. Okay. But. I I think that I think that it's you know it doesn't like totally connect. I'm not quite sure, but it does teach you that uh you know there's gray area. There's yeah. always gray area. They have to stop thinking like kids, start thinking like adults. They have to, you know, find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real um, because they're grownups now. Yeah. They're living and, in the real world. And is it just- In Philadelphia. <laughs> and is it just me? Or did we get another cute little, like, Corey Topanga moment? Because Topanga's like, oh, did your spirit – like what is she has spirit guides like tell you the answer to and he's like yeah my mom and then she like yeah no that's where that's where they lost me (laughs) what that his spirit guide is his mom yeah 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 it's like you know what that means that means that you're gonna be 25 and still living at home (laughs) i think it was just to get them like clothes washed yeah mom the meatloaf ma um yeah I think it was just to get like the little Corey Topanga connection. Yeah. Um, but then they lost me on this like after credit situation with yeah. Minkus. Yeah. I don't like sci I don't like sci-fi, but uh so you know, Minkus is still at the blackboard trying to figure it out, but he thinks that he figured out uh time travel, the secret to time travel, and you know, he like zaps around in little light blobs. Like, I don't care. Like, I, this is it not just, Star Trek. I like like sci fi stuff, but like, this is Boy Meets World. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Is this uh, canon? Yeah, I think it's can. I, I think so. Because I think it happens again uh, later in the episode, uh, season. So we'll, I think we'll see it again. So, oh, I think, great. I think it's okay. Canon. There's something you know, to look forward to. <laughs> yeah i mean boy meets world meets star trek meets star wars I oh don't my know. god we'll see <sighs> so yeah so that was the episode i just like i think these last two have not been my favorite and i liked the amy allen storyline i thought that was really fun and cute but honestly like all i'm craving is like more topanga and more sean and more of like the friendships and the romances yeah. versus the family dynamics, which isn't always a bad thing, but we'll get know. there though. We'll get there. We have to be patient. Jess. I know I'm rushing things. We're we only midway through season one. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're that, this is boy meets brawls, not like boy, like skips ahead a few years and <laughs> we go on to season three. Like, yeah. you know, be patient, be kind. They're just kids. They don't know better. Yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah. Um, so this week we're on to the fashion hour, and it was my turn to come up with the clothing um, options here. So for the Rachel Green Award, my first nominee is Sean, and it is in I believe it's in that first scene in the classroom. Um, he is wearing like a, uh, of course there's layers because it's a nineties outfit. So underneath his first layer is like a striped t-shirt over top of that is a really interesting shirt. And I found that like, not only stripes are like a huge nineties thing, but like color blocking 
It mm-hmm. seems to be everywhere on the show. Like one sleeve is green, one sleeve is yellow, and the rest of the shirt is blue. Um, but the r- main reason I chose this outfit was actually something that I only spotted it once, but it was like shades of a puka shell necklace, not a full <laughs> puka shell. Yeah, it, I see this. I it see had it. a string and like a few shells on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So not like yeah. the choker style one. No. But Oh my gosh, I saw that and I was like, I have to include that because like a puka shell necklace is very like very late 90s. Yeah. So a good timestamp for this is five minutes and 29 seconds. If Perfect. you would like to see this puka shell necklace. Yeah. Um, my second outfit I've chosen is um at the end of the episode. Um, well, actually, I think it's earlier in the episode too. Amy's bowling shirt is amazing. So it's like a pink shirt with like a cream collar and she has her name embroidered on it. And it is a very like, I'm a mom and I'm going to go bowling with my friends. Like I love (laughs) it. Yeah. And of course she's wearing a denim, like a light denim. Everybody's wearing denim. It is impressive that's actually her name on it as well. Yes. And her little bowling bag is pretty cute too, even though there's no bowling. She loves a good accessory, so. Oh, yeah. She loves accessories. Yes, I loved that. Um, And then my third outfit is actually another Sean outfit. Um, And I believe it's at the end of the episode. And he's wearing, of course, layers again. So bottom layer is like a light orange long sleeve tee. Over top of that is like. It's a t-shirt, but it's like a wild print. It's like almost like a tribal type of print, I would call it. And then on top of that is a denim vest that looks like he ripped the sleeves off because it's like (laughs) frayed on the sides. And that specifically rang very true to the 90s for me. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like cut off denim um, vest. And of course, he's always wearing denim jeans underneath. Yeah. Pants. Of course. Uh, so even though I love Amy's bowling shirt, I feel like mm. we can still wear the bowling shirt today. So yeah. for the most 90s outfit, I'm going to give it to option three, which is Sean's denim, denim on denim on tribal print on orange sherbet sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, outfit. It's a lot of layers. We like uh-huh. it. I mean, Sean is coming through. He had some good options and he loves a good layer. So yes. Um, and, uh, I, 19 minutes and 45 seconds, you get the full fantasy. Perfect. So Rachel Green Award this week goes to Sean. So good for you, Sean. Good for Um, you. And then for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness, I just have two outfits this week. Um, the first outfit, Amy is reappearing in this, um, award category and it is the first outfit we see her in. So very like business. And I, here's the thing. So she's wearing like a maroon pants or not pantsuit, like skirt suit. I don't know how you call what you call those pantsuit. It's like a woman's suit. So it has like a maroon skirt, pantyhose, heels matched with a maroon jacket. Underneath that is like a white button down. And she actually does have a brooch as well. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. This jacket does have shoulder pads, which normally I would say very 90s. However, I do think this type of like pantsuit in general, you could mm-hmm. see every single day. So if you forget yeah. about the shoulder pads, I could see yeah. someone wearing this today. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I love this. This was if you didn't mention this, I would have brought this out uh, um, outfit up as like mm-hmm. an honorable mention and just like me loving this outfit. Yeah. So it's I don't know. Very gonna, stylish. Oh, I love it. She looks so cute. Um, so I don't know what's going to top this. What's your next uh, so, offering? This next one, it was kind of just like a funny pick, but also I feel like, no, it's not like the dinosaur t-shirt. I feel like this one very <laughs> rings more true to like 2020 to me than it does like in general timelessness. It is Minkus when he enters the Matthews household <laughs> and he's like lost his mind because yeah. This is what I picture like everybody just like chilling at home looks like when they're working from home this year. (laughs) So they're just like his hair is a mess. His glasses are like falling down his nose. His like normally like clean button down is like the collar is up. It's unbuttoned a couple buttons. His like sweater grandpa sweater that he was wearing earlier is like askew and his jacket is like falling off of his shoulders. Like this is 2020 in an outfit. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I'll give you that one. Um, He kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin in The Page Master in this scene. Okay. You don't know that movie. No, but he does look kind of like Macaulay Culkin when you say it. Like when you look at him that way, he does kind of look like it. Yeah. Um, Page Master is a great movie. You should really see it actually. Is it a Um, comedy? uh, There's a lot of drama. Okay. We should, it's a 90 it's 94 maybe we should put that on our list oh yeah we'll put that in the rotation yeah at 90 shows pod if you would like to see page master because i think we're covering it no matter if you like it or not oh, well i guess I, I told you we're gonna have to do jurassic park i guess i can give you it's not this it's not the same um <laughs> people love page master so uh, everybody loves jurassic park so I'm going to give this to uh, obviously Amy. I love this outfit. She looks so cute. She looks stunning. It's stylish. I can see people wearing it today. Even yeah. With the shoulder pads. What about um, the brooch? Like our brooch is going to make a return. <sighs> I think that people want brooches to make a return, but I don't. I don't think it's coming back. I don't really understand the purpose of a brooch. It's a shirt accessory. But we can I don't just- think I want my shirt to have an accessory. <laughs> I know. I don't think brooches are coming back. One of these days, um, when we get into Christmas, remind me of my the worst Christmas gift I've ever gotten. Ooh, can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunities with our Christmas content. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Congratulations to Amy. You win the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness this week for that amazing outfit. Also, like, I do occasionally – I used to wear tights a lot more because I do feel like they make dresses look kind of, like, much cuter occasionally. Like, depending on the dress, a good tight is, like, an opaque black tight. Yeah, the tight looked good. I liked that. It was sheer. It wasn't opaque. It was sheer. No, it wasn't that opaque. It was nice. more like a – it actually kind of like looked a little bit more like pantyhose. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. But She no. looks great. I loved it. She ten did. Good for you, Amy. You're killing it. You're killing it. Yes. So, guys, I think that is all that we have for today. Um, we would love for you to um, – Tweet at us at Shit90sPod and Instagram at us at Shit90sPod and let us know your thoughts and follow along within the fun. Listen to some of our clips that we pull. 
Yes. Um, we would love for you to send in feedback at shit90spod at gmail.com. And um, once again, I love getting emails. They make me so happy. Yes. Um, and we have. Oh, what? Which reminds me. Um, my, my friends that have 30,000 to 100 and something thousand emails. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I still love you and I'm not attacking you. I'm just telling you and reminding you that you don't have to live this way. It's unhealthy. It's un- But I still respect you if you do choose to live that lifestyle. I just don't know how people fall asleep with that many emails in their inbox. But I'm sure you sleep wonderfully. <laughs> and I appreciate you for sleeping so well. There you go. Yeah. Um, and coming up, so by the time this drops, we'll have already recorded our special Thanksgiving holiday um, bonus podcast in which we are watching and ranking all 10 Thanksgiving episodes of Friends, which was a 90s show, even though it ended in the early 2000s. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you'll listen. That should be dropped. So this will be out on Thursday. That will be dropping on Monday. So definitely give that a listen. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to record that. Very excited. Um, and then don't forget to uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And give us a five-star rating. We love to see it. Yes. And that's all I got for you. I have nothing else. I've given you everything that I have. (laughs) I've given you my heart. I've given you my soul. That's all. That's it. Yes. This has made our Monday so much better. So we hope you guys enjoy. And we will catch you next time um, for the next Boy Meets World episode. We will be watching season one, episode 13. I snuck a little peeky at what it's going to be. And I am really excited to watch this next episode. Oh, I don't know what's happening. So I'm yeah. excited because you're excited. It's a good one. So everybody oh. stay tuned and we will talk to you guys next week and have a good one. Bye. Bye.